This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Prescription drugs are meant to make you healthy, but millions unintentionally misuse them, and that can be deadly. Last year, we had $220 billion worth of inappropriate drug use. And that's not recreational drugs. That's using legitimate drugs for legitimate reasons. Then... Is today's digital world damaging parents' relationships with their kids? The answer may surprise you. We'll have the story. Children talk about it so poignantly. They'll say, my mom is at the soccer game and my dad's there too, but you know, they're both on their smartphones and it's like, why even bother coming? Those two interviews and much more are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Most people consider prescription drugs as something that will improve their health. But our next guest warns, your prescription drugs may be killing you. Let's welcome Armin Neal Jr. to InfoTrack. How are you, sir? Fine. How are you doing? Great. You are a board-certified geriatric pharmacist, a columnist, and your new book is titled, Are Your Prescription Drugs Killing You? I think the idea that prescribed drugs are killing people seems far-fetched to some listeners. What do the statistics show about this? Well, statistics are pretty high. Then I, to some government agency, did a big study here last year that showed that we had $220 billion worth of inappropriate drug use. And that's not recreational drugs. That's using legitimate drugs for legitimate reasons and so much of it is over prescribed and the stuff is so self-specific now that two don't always go together either by drug to drug or with drug to age or drug with other diagnoses is this more of a problem with certain age groups it's really big in the geriatric area i'd say 85 percent are over prescribed or misprescribed drug therapy and in the you know 20 to 55 or 60 there's a lot of inappropriate drugs, which probably be about 40%, 45% of the patients are. And the reason why that drops, too, the older you get, the more medications you're taking. So you have a lot of people in the 40 to 60 range that don't take anything. And then that just changes when you get into 60. You have very few people that aren't taking at least something for some chronic situation, you know. You say that interactions between drugs are sometimes a danger to people. Yeah, very much so. Let me give you an example. The stomach drug that people take that's real popular now is like a Prilosec or Nexium or Protonics. A group of drugs called proton pump inhibitors. What they do is they make the liver stop the enzymes that makes the stomach produce acid. And in the process of doing that, like if you had a stent put in your heart and he puts you on a drug like Plavix to keep your blood from clotting for the first six months or so after you have that stent put in, the protonics or the proton pump inhibitor then stops the action of that drug completely. So you don't have any protection from like blood clot because the other drug that you're innocently taken for, the reflux is stopping the activity completely. 
coumadin. You don't have coumadin to make your blood thinner so you don't have a stroke or you had atrial fib or something like that. And then all of a sudden you look over and you find out the patient's taking a leave. You know, that's over the counter. Mm-hmm. Or ibuprofen. And, of course, that then interferes with the activity of the coumadin. And then they'll hear again until your blood turns to water like almost and flushes out. We're talking on InfoTrack with Armin Neal Jr., who is a certified geriatric pharmacist and author with Bill Hogan of Are Your Prescriptions Killing You? In terms of the drug companies, I have been in a doctor's waiting room and seen salespeople come in with suitcases full of drugs that they're trying to sell the doctor, I suppose. Is the push from the drug companies a factor in all this? Oh, yeah, sure it is. And, of course, the need for somebody in that to educate them about the chemistry of the drug and things like that is necessary. But that's kind of changed over the years. When I was a boy, and my dad, of course, was a pharmacist. I'm fifth-generation pharmacist. There were hundreds, literally hundreds, of big pharmaceutical companies in the United States. And all of them hired licensed pharmacists to be their salespeople that went into the doctor's offices and then really taught the docs about the drug therapy. And now it's a game of, you know, who can sell the most and hardly any, if any, of the drug salesmen that come in now are educated in pharmacy. They might have a bachelor of science degree or something, but they aren't educated in the medicinal chemistry, which is really important. And so the docs don't receive them the same way because they know it's a sales pitch. It was not a learning session. But one of the biggest faults that's come up is the fact that 20 years ago or so, the government started allowing pharmaceutical company with prescription drugs to advertise those prescription drugs on television. Mm-hmm. When they started advertising them on television, sales of those items really went up big because the patient then would go in and demand that the doctor put them on this and demand that the doctor do this, you know. And the docs didn't use good professional judgment and went ahead and followed patient requests and did things that they shouldn't have done. And that's made the whole thing got out of hand any type of selling on television and the fact that they'll have an 82-year-old male that's out on the tennis court playing tennis and he's getting in his car to leave and he holds up a box and I couldn't do this if I didn't have him out to leave. Well, you know, he's 82 years old. He can't take a leave. That's a non-steroid anti-inflammatory on NSAID. And once you pass about 50 years old, those drugs become very vicious to you as far as your blood pressure goes, your stomach your intestinal tract, all of that kind of stuff. And so he wouldn't even be taking that. But it made a better impression on people that this old man got to play tennis longer because he went and bought a leave and took for his pain. What can people do to avoid risk when they are given prescription drugs? How can the average person who's listening right now make sure that they're safe? Well, one thing, if they're taking more than about three medications, it'd be good to have a pharmacist like me evaluate those drugs. Now, pharmacists in a drugstore could do it. They have a basic education. They don't have the clinical expertise, but they got the basic pharmacy education. But they don't have time and to fill all the prescriptions and all the things they do on a general basis. But pharmacists that dedicate all their time to drug therapy management or consulting are those that you kind of want to seek out because you really need that clinical piece of the pie, too. Another thing they need to do is Google Beers Criteria, B-E-E-R-S Criteria. And when you pull that up, print it out. And then go through that list of drugs on there and see if you own any of those drugs. Your doc is supposed to know about all this. Hmm. 
but a survey was run of the docks in the United States that showed that less than 10% of them knew about what the beer's criteria was. And beer's criteria has been out for about 25, 28 years. But I would go down that list and see if I was on any of the drugs that were listed on the beer's criteria. Those are drugs that are inappropriate use in anybody over age 60. And if they were on any of them, then I would either find me a new doctor or I'd go back to the one and find out. And there's no excuses to use them because there's alternatives to everything on there that is completely friendly with older people. Well, the book is Are Your Prescriptions Killing You? How to Prevent Dangerous Interactions, Avoid Deadly Side Effects, and Be Healthier with Fewer Drugs. Armin Neal Jr. is the author. Armin, we want to thank you so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Next, those nifty digital devices we all have may be slamming parents and their kids. The startling story, straight ahead. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 